What the fuck is that? It's don't fear the reaper, man. Hey, you're not playing that pussy shit in the blue torpedo, man. I told you. Blue Oyster Cult. Well, give a fuck if it's Blue Oyster Cult, man. It's a pussy song. If it's BLC, how could it be pussy? Let me tell you something. Every band puts out at least one pussy song so they can find out who the faggots are. Take it out. Welcome to Laser Time, uh, the internet's eighth leading pop culture podcast. Oh. Yeah, I'm talking like this for a reason. I'm trying to get. We're going to talk about some old timey music. We're not right. number one with a bullet. Not number one with a bullet. Uh. We are a pop culture podcast. We generally pick a topic. We consider ourselves uh, armchair professionals when it comes to most uh, most sure. aspects, movies. But people love our music ep- episodes, mm-hmm. and especially our shame song episodes. Can someone break? Like I'd say for our shame song episodes, we bring up a, sh- a song we're ashamed to like. Not, yeah. as, uh, not I don't call them guilty pleasures because I'm not ashamed that I like them. Mm-hmm. But it's I, they are the one criteria I do have. I wouldn't play them at like a party. Yeah, or you have like maybe a postmodern love yeah. for them, yes. or you'll play them ironically, like to it, myself. Uh, or like yeah. I'll, I'll open or an incog- or I'll something. open an incognito YouTube window. <laughs> yes, yeah. and you offline mode in Spotify. Yeah. And I'm Chris Antista. Who else do we have with us? Dave Rudden, Henry Gilbert, and uh, disgraced subway spokesman. <laughs> Perfect time Andrew, to make sure make sure our sound effects Comedy's are working because we can play clips if you're hearing us for the first time, which I doubt. Um, <laughs> Seems unlikely. But that's the thing. I wouldn't. Maybe Grim and Henry. I consider you. You lean more towards being a music expert. Yeah, Grim um, more than me. Well, but I, I'm all. I like sometimes I astound my girlfriend with how much I actually do know, in spite of not really caring mm-hmm. about music. How much we all know, right? About that's, music. This is what makes it difficult for me for this episode because yeah. the premise you just sort of spun, which is that pre-shame songs is the tentative title. Shame, songs, shame tentative. songs that were recorded before you were born. Before I was born, right? Yeah. This is the thing, because like, I was looking for stuff, and it was difficult, because a lot of the stuff we've done before is like 80s, 90s, yeah. and it's still mm. relatively recent in like, pop culture history, so I don't think that the verdict is out on it yet. I, With well, a lot of this older stuff, it's like, it's already, it almost has a gravitas to it, it just because of how old it just is, because, right? like Just because mm-hmm. you dug it up and found it, it takes a little bit of the pain away, and you're, you're not associated with the embarrassment of that culture who made it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, that's, and that's why I think this is going to be a little harder. That's the criteria. Of course we want to know yours. LaserTimePodcast.com. Right. Like, people are going to unironically love some of the songs in here, and they'll be like, yeah. what do you mean shame anything? And I'm like... Eh, we'll see if we can. There's like I've been my girlfriend and I went through a ton of this shit, and like Mm -hmm. and like you can't. It it is harder to find an older a song older than you that you are embarrassed by, because you have to think about it for a second. Like man, this is really lame for a lot of reasons I wasn't present for. (laughs) And And you you maybe heard it. I think we're going to talk about where we like first heard them in some cases too, and. They're going to just be surprised, like, oh, yeah, I heard that in a movie or whatever. Yeah. And yes, so. and that's usually where you discover that kind of stuff. I'm, like, I'm not a music expert, nor am I a Wonder Years expert, but this was kind of <laughs> inspired by a couple things I experienced mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, like, Wonder, Wonder Years is fascinating. I did grow up watching it in syndication, but it's mm-hmm. not about my generation. Mm-hmm. I don't get half the shit that's happening. I, I get more of it now, now that I understand that. Vietnam and who certain presidents are. And how popular cocaine was in yeah. the late 70s. And really <laughs> and Thank watch, you, Narcos. Um, <laughs> and you watch like Forrest Gump and so you can... Yeah, it's, like, it's true. And a lot of it is like super fucking cheesy. But I think we all know it didn't come on DVD for a while due to music issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I am also, most of all, more than anything I'd like to impress, I am no Doors fan. 
No. Oh, I yeah. am no Doors fan, but I know a ton of Doors songs. Yeah. And so not only do I know Doors songs, I know when... I know when a song is replacing a Doors song. You know what I think <laughs> when I hear the Doors? What? Where's the exit? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Grim. Jesus Christ. Well, what, what Doors song is this one, then? It'll take you two fucking seconds. And the whole this is the funniest thing I've seen all week. Uh, the, the funniest thing I've heard all week. The Wonder Years attempting to replace a Doors song. There was only one thing I was sure of. I was a man on fire. Yeah. 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 Oh, it has lyrics. Oh, good. Oh, this isn't the original? Oh, man. This is like a, a Guitar Hero 1 cover. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck sings the door. Whoa. Oh, my God. God. All right. So Place can, a song? So Me? can anybody guess what door song uh, that was? Baby Light My Fire. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. You probably know a little more about older music older than you than you think you do. I, yeah. I recognize that song by it not being the song. <laughs> that makes me feel like I know way more about music than well, I think so, I do. Is that a shame song for you? Then? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Not at all. But it's just like when I, I don't want people to be like, oh, I don't know. Like um, you got You had to think really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and what I tried to think back on. For some of mine were things that I have heard people in my life express displeasure for, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of my songs are going to sound like this one. Are we going to go in, a, in previous times? We've gone in a round where each person does a song, and then do you want to do it that way? And my uh, this song uh, is something I had on my MySpace when I met my girlfriend. Oh boy! Um, and she's like, "That song is fucking terrible," <laughs> and I'm like, "I know it's weird, but like I kind of like it." So this is Louis Lou Christie. Yeah. Lightning strikes. And she's right. Cornball is fuck. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But it gets even worse as we go on. Settle down. Am I asking too much for you to stick around? Oh man. Hold on. You haven't even heard the falsetto part yet. And then, then you'll recognize it. to this, like, lullaby section. But till then, when I see lips begging to be kissed, I can't stop myself. That's like the 1950s equivalent of like a great like guitar solo. Yes, like, yes. Building up, like, like there are get, he's gonna get to it. He's gonna get to it. It's <laughs> one. It's one sentence that makes this song worth listening to, and everything else. Ick. Ick. And I love that I know enough about music. We're like, yeah, this is fucking hat. Like most of the songs. They went to a date at the church. <laughs> and I'd also like to point out, if you want to see the oldest website in the universe, please Google Lou Christie. Lou Christie. So I went to his website to see what's going on. Oh, this singer. It is GeoCities to the max. The entire background is beige. And he's like, oh, he has highlighted lightning strikes. I'll click on it. It downloaded like an 80 meg QuickTime 17 second clip of the song, like without me asking. (laughs) Lou Christie, is this the guy that shut down the bridges, Chris? Oh, man. I have no idea what that's referencing by Groom. But somebody else hit me with their shamey song. Man, that lightning strikes. I love. You're right. We should hear it one more time. Also, is this lightning, guy white? 
I discovered the pop star in the sixties. I discovered like it, like I discovered the song. I think I'd heard it before, but I discovered it through a movie called Strange Behavior. Mm. Which huh. do you remember a movie called Disturbing Behavior? Is that I think the Catherine had, Bigelow one. With no, like no. Thing? <laughs> Disturbing Behavior had like one of the Dawson's Creek kids in it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah. that is a spiritual remake of Strange Behavior, a movie from like 1980, where the kids oh, of wow. the town are kind of undergoing some brainwashing. Somebody else give me their shame song, please. Right, Don't put this all on me. Well, uh, did you email them to me? Yes, yes. I emailed them to you. Uh, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go from the top. But spiritually, in the in the same era as yours. Um, I really like the, uh, let's see, uh, that would be the Archies. Oh, God. The song by the Archies. I love this song. I loved it before the Simpsons made fun of it. But, uh, Dude, and the, vi- the video. I loved, I loved it before. It wasn't cool. The video you sent is the animated video with Mr. Weatherby because introducing the fucking Archies. So- oh, Archie's when voice sucks. Who is Mickey one of the Archies? Sugar, sugar! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely. On, no, no, beat. I totally, I totally flow between love and hate for this yeah. song because, of course, it's fucking catchy. Yeah, because it was genetically meant to be. It is catchy. Stay out of music, Archie. <laughs> and this, this was a huge success in the late '60s when the Archies had their own Saturday morning cartoon for like show. a second. Uh, but it was it's still like they reference it in Archie comics from here and then. And if you wonder why, if you watch old Hanna Barbera cartoons and they all like. Scooby Doo, they just have a dumb, they, useless song in the middle of it. Yes. It's or th- because of this. Fan theory. Mm-hmm. Is Sweet Pea Jughead's dad? Sweet mm. from Popeye? From Popeye. It could be. Holy shit. Holy shit. They, they both they, love burgers. Yeah. And they that's have both, that's, no, you're thinking of Wimpy. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Wimpy. 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 will eat a burger. <laughs> Wimpy's the one I was thinking mean. of. Yeah, yeah. Also, another question. Why isn't Jughead in the Archies? It's Reggie instead of... Yeah, Reggie's well, in the Archies. Because I think but, it, it requires, like, to be a musician requires some discipline, and that's the only thing you know about Jughead is that he has none. Also, the sketch in that video is him doing, like, a kissing booth, which is such, like, an old-school creepy thing, uh, except you're doing it with Sabrina who, like, turns people into Oh, man, I totally haven't. I cannot wait to get on my soapbox about kissing booths. Uh, by the <laughs> way, this is credited to the Archies, but I wanted to look up the real singers of it. So it was a pop song written by Jeff Barry and Andy Kim, as known as the, the Archies, and this was also popular sung by Wilson Pickett, too. Was a really? version of this, yeah. But I think you'll find that a lot in, like, all of this music, that uh, most of it was written by somebody who was an Inspired musician, kind of probably Phil Spector, ripped the rights away and had someone else perform it, yeah. stick it on an album, sold millions. But I know this is such a corny song. Like, yes. It really is. And it, it's nothing like you Oh, there's Jug. He's playing the drums. His hot dog dancing with him, too. Is, uh, yes. That's the dog. That is the dog. If, in case you don't know, Jughead's dog is named Hot Holy dog. shit. Grim sent me one, and I forgot all about this one. Because mm. it's a movie soundtrack song. Yes. And a prime example of nepotism. Do you know which one I'm, I'm leading you towards I, I at this point? I believe you're leading me towards uh, <laughs> Far From Over. Far From oh, Over. Can boy. you give me a little explanation here? Uh, so Frank Stallone <laughs> oh, is boy. the little brother of uh, Sylvester Stallone. This was a big hit. It, it was. Yeah. And, and like, I for, what what exact, how, what was the timeline of events that like Sly Stallone had kind of hit it big? Rocky but, was a huge deal. Like, yeah. It was a huge, indi- basically an independent film that yes. was a giant hit. Kind of like how, yeah. what's his nuts, Colin Trevorrow directed Safety Not Guaranteed, jumped right in Jurassic World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone had become a minor film uh, maker, yep. a small indie filmmaker, and was hired to do the sequel to Saturday Night Fever 
called Staying Alive. He's th- that's directed by Sylvester Stallone. He's in the movie though, isn't he? I he walks so, by him in like a second. Okay, so he's not a star. <laughs> he's Stan Lee's guy. But he's not a star in the movie. Like, no, no. They, they wanted Sylvester Stallone as the director. That seems insane. Yes, and yeah. that. But because so. The craziest thing about the movie mm-hmm. to me is that oh. they hire because Stallone's doing it. Mm-hmm. He puts all his crazy body fitness stuff onto Travolta, and Travolta is like yes. in the greatest shape of his life. Mm-hmm. He is he is like ripped, 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 ripped. It's, it's but it's both in the time of disco and cocaine. Yes. Everybody was ripped. Yeah, yeah every. <laughs> and all that extra energy to work out. It did. It, it brought down the entire nation's body mass and uh, fatness. It, it, it was. It's not fair, I think. But uh, what was the song, Krim? Um, but, but what was it called again? Far from over Far by from who? Over. Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Yes. Sly's brother. Oh man, this video is fucking hysterical because yeah. he looks so. He looks like uh, Sylvester Stallone with a symmetrical face. Yeah, imagine <laughs> what Sylvester Stallone's little brother would look like, and that's it's what Frank exactly what Frank Stallone exactly looks, like. looks like. Yeah. This is like so. This is this is how long have you had an affinity for this song? And why? I mean, I just heard uh, it growing up because for whatever reason, my uh, dad had the soundtrack to this on cassette and would play it. My dad was not a guy that liked music. He liked this and uh, Janis Joplin and Bette Midler. Jesus, really? Yep, and that was pretty much it. So it was one of these three things growing up, and I heard this song a lot growing up. And this song is, it sounds like what you would hear in a parody of the 80s now. Like if you're watching Miami Connection or like Kung Fury, you would hear this. Exactly. Yeah, you'd hear this in the background, it'd be like perfect. Uh, It's great workout music, too. Yeah, it's quintessentially like 80s (laughs) chugga-chugga. I mean, he could be a worse singer, too, which is the strange part about it. Also, I really want to watch Terror in Beverly Hills, which stars Frank Stallone. I don't think I've seen that. Uh, oh, this you... is this is Dave's. You won't even tell me what it is. It's just yeah. a link, and I want to click on it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My, my, I don't know if my songs are particularly bad. They're just mm-hmm. like they are songs that I would be embarrassed to play, which yeah. is almost anything pre nineteen eighties because they're just not so necessarily old, but... like like you could throw in fucking Beatles and like not feel a, uh, like a ounce of shame to that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this one is a little bit cheating because it had a. I remember seeing it a music video for it on MTV in the mm-hmm. in the early or mid eighties, and it was so like. So much of what I wanted in a music video, which was a dinosaur <laughs> in a in a uh, trash yard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like and, stop motion? Yeah, and I, I was trying to find it like mm-hmm. for this, but I couldn't. I just found the actual song. It's actually my okay keep it profile. It's so this was like probably yard. my first ever favorite song where it was like, I feel like I have to have a favorite song. This Oh yeah. But I don't know. I love this song. But I I agree if you just heard this song somewhere. Like, if you played it, you're like, hey guys, let's just do a cool song. You'd be like, sure. Yeah, this sounds like the song Dave uses uh, to dismantle women limb from limb yeah, in his basement. It's, it's very <laughs> creepy. No, yeah, I, this is perfect, like, setup music for when you go into, like, a sock hop or a yeah. box circle. Well, that, that's what was weird when I, like, I had to discover music through my parents and and i think for yes. for most of it was my mother we go on road trips there's a big sleep soundtrack um, <laughs> right the front falsetto now the big the big no, chill why did i say the big see i gotta hear that again and i well you're gonna hit another one it's like i'm ordering a mel burger for mel <laughs> <laughs> see he's gonna it's do it again wait Again, just the tone of the song is creepy. Like, 
Yeah, no, no, no. I, I literally you're... drove a woman away from me. She's a <laughs> runaway yeah. because she left me. Like, that's why she's a runaway. And, yeah, it, well, actually, Lightning Strikes had a similar kind of, like, tune to it of... Uh, the lightning strikes because he can't resist kissing this girl who may or may not want to be kissed. <laughs> Women didn't have agency back then. Uh, so, well, the reason why I brought this up, and I did want to plug, I watched two documentaries this week, and they were both great on music. Um, okay. That was, zoo? No, no, that zoo is great. I've never actually seen that, but I have seen the video where the man is fucked to death by a horse. Hey! I've seen, whoa. this has been a week of documentaries for me. I am Big Bird, that's the shit. You probably heard about it on uh, Bonus Time. Um, if you're a Patreon. If you're a Patreon, donor, patreon.com, tell us later time. Uh, the Walt Disney documentary, like the four-hour one for PBS, fucking excellent. And uh, what, the two ones I watched with my girlfriend that I, I really loved are, were The Wrecking Crew. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And um, 20 Feet from Stardom. And, oh, and both man. those documentaries center around the unsung people who actually made your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite part, 20 Feet from Stardom, you heard of that one? I think it won the yeah, Oscar. It, it did win the Oscar, yeah. It won the Oscar. It's all about backup singers. Hmm. And there's the, the, a great piece, with is Mary Clayton? I think who, so. Mary Clayton, who never, the, people who never had promising music careers but played crucial aspects of like all the songs that you've loved. Right. And she she is the one, I hope I'm being, being correct here, she is the one who sings backup on Gimme Shelter. Mm. That they that the Rolling Stones are like ah oh, think be think this song would be nice with a nice blackbird in it and they <laughs> they call up this poor pregnant lady at like ten o'clock at night she comes in in curlers I'm gonna go ahead and say also that's your worst UK impersonation yeah it was pretty <laughs> bad mate pretty bad <laughs> uh, I don't know what you talking about mate yes. <laughs> that's my key that's my you're right it was not Bolly not not. <laughs> uh, uh, but she comes, she comes in she comes in and does like four takes mm-hmm. and uh-huh. like that song I think you could argue would suck. Would absolutely <laughs> suck without the woman screaming rape and murder in it. The, it's, it's, well, I didn't even realize that's what she's saying in no, the Gimme Shelter. Actually, rape, either. murder, and her voice cracks. She keeps trying to escalate how she sings until like she's literally screaming her lungs out. Because huh. wow. uh, you know what part of the song I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Gimme yeah. Shelter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I saw that, and then I saw another one, and I remembered. Here's This is where well, I'm going to get into different reasons why I have shamey songs from before I was born. Mm-hmm. And I should probably get over this, but I'm a little bit of a Neanderthal. This is a song about a woman loving a boy. It's not Aww. It's not cool mm-hmm. to have a song that you love about a girl <laughs> just mm-hmm. loving a boy in the 1950s. And it's uh, the Ronettes, Phil Spector's Wall of Sound era. What? This is the perfect um, song. It's fucking, it's so good. This is I love the greatest this. song ever. This song is the total shit. And I hate that, I, I honestly hate myself for thinking like, yeah, I don't want anybody here. Here that I like this song. This, this is the live version. Though. It is. I, I love I it. I hear this and I just imagine Bart with a wig doing the dance. <laughs> I know. I know. No, the, this, yeah, yeah. Be My Baby is perfect. I love this song so much. Yeah, and if you don't know what the, this is, I, 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 I was reminded of this because, uh, A, like, when road trips started happening, like, cassette tapes came out, my mom would just get these, like, things of, like... Here's every song I've ever loved on a compilation cassette tape <laughs> for five dollars at a truck stop, and this is one of my first favorite songs. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, I can't sing this in public. I can't, no. I, I can't play this in public. But this is an amazing song, and yeah. the, the Wrecking Crew. It's fucking great. It's a documentary well, it's yeah. that's taken ten years to finally be seen because there's too much music in it. But what, is, what if the crux of all our shame is toxic masculinity? <laughs> 
I am into that. that that's what I'm saying. I, I am aware of that. This is my hang-up. This shouldn't be a shame song. This is a good song. Yeah, yeah. This is a good song. Completely. But unless you're in Jackie Brown, you can't listen to this by yourself. But yeah, uh, yeah that, that's uh, the Wrecking Crew documentary is great. It's about basically, I think, like less than a dozen people who are on who literally. Not wrote, but played on every record. Because they were perfect musicians, session musicians, session musicians who wouldn't waste expensive tape on multiple. And, tape. and everybody's yeah. sort of like, yeah, I use shares. Like, yeah, I use them, and right. and every, yeah, I use. Yeah, the yeah, Beach Boys used to play yeah. the songs you but, like. But like, Brian like, Brian Williams is like Wilson. Brian, uh, Brian, yeah. Williams, Brian Williams, Williams is in the film lying. <laughs> no, about but, being but in the record. Like, it opens up. He's like, no, these guys were the spirit and heart of the record. Like the Beach Boys were off touring. I wrote this with the Wrecking Crew. Damn. They are the ones who played every instrument on the album. They're the they're the reason it sounds the way it does. Mm. And like I don't know, I, just, I thought that was a great documentary. A bunch, a bunch of yeah. creditless people mm. who are, have, are instrumental, literally. To well, it's every one song man's tribute heard. to his well, father. Like I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. <laughs> I'm Gene Shalek. Um, but yeah, the the Ronettes are great, and like it, it's too bad that Phil Spector. It was like Phil Spector's first real big hit. I yeah, think, and as I, a I, producer, and now Phil Spector is just the crazy person who shoots people. Yes, but I bring it up because allegedly, in Twenty Feet from Sardom, <laughs> it deals a lot with Darlene Love, who makes who's made. Uh, who made my favorite Christmas song ever? Yeah, top. And that's a top three Christmas song. Grandma got song. run over by reindeer. No, that's the number one. The number two <laughs> is Darlene Love. Uh, wait, Jesus, what is it called? Uh, oh man, the, uh, uh, baby, please come home. Baby, please come home. Why, you may know it as a YouTube song. It's in. It's yeah. hey, and it's in Gremlins. People, that, mm-hmm. that means it's also great. Baby, oh, it's Merry Motherfucking Christmas. Home. No, it's not Merry Motherfucking Christmas. They're that's number. Hank said that's his number three, but this is. <laughs> but she's in Twenty Feet from Stardom too, as a as a backup singer. Who Phil Spector fucked over uh, yeah. to create his Wall of Sound, which is where that Ronette song comes the from. Wall the of same Sound period. is built from corpses. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we will be right back. Why don't we close out with something else I love in that documentary, The Crystals? You've heard it in like 10 Martin Scorsese movies. <laughs> uh, but we'll be right back with more pre shame songs. Everybody, thank you for enjoying yet another edition of Laser Time Shame Songs. I know many of you skip past this, but I don't want you to do this time because I'm not going to plug all the stuff we have going on around the site this week. I have something more important to plug, and it's Patreon. No, don't go away! It's more important than that. We have an all-new tier unlocked, and it's not for necessarily a thing, but a person. And who is that? Uh, a robot elephant shooting <laughs> balls at you! Hey! Uh, God, this, this is the worst. Just like old times. <laughs> I'm 28 again. So you're between gigs, and uh, we would like you to come aboard Laser Time. That's what we discussed over this weekend. Yes. Yes. It's been a weird... I left Capcom, as some of you may know. I announced on VG Empire during Rocktober. Rocktober! Uh, I announced that I was leaving, and it's for a lot of reasons that are mostly just my own and wanting to, like, you know, I was there for four years, and if you think about it, that's the entire length of high school. I miss you. Uh, and I'm not done with my story. Please <laughs> save the die. save the sobbing when I'm ready. Uh, but I don't know. I just ended up in this mental space where I'm kind of kind of ready to move on. And then almost immediately, you guys were like, "So hey, what's up? Full time blunder lizard. Let's do this." Yeah. So then I'm like, "Well, you know, that's not why." But for some reason, I keep getting the analogy of uh, 
You know the Chamber of Secrets when uh, they go to <laughs> they go to investigate yes. Hagrid, the, the spider, and uh, sure. the spider's like, "Oh, well, you know, I I maybe told Hagrid I wasn't going to eat him, but when all these kids just show up in my house, that I, does not apply to young children, delicious right. children, delicious children." It's like when they so I'm Jared Fogel for Subway. I decided this analogy is all over <laughs> the place, but the idea was I don't know. Like, almost immediately we came to record a, a VG Empire, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, damn it, like, this has been a consistent source of fun. And almost from day one when I started at Capcom, this was an, a, a side thing. Yes. VG Empire, laser time, it's almost day and day. Speaking from experience, it's a really, but it's a, it was a really tough thing. It's Working in a different tough. city. Different city, yeah. and then a 10-hour workday with a two-hour commute, it's just like, it was extremely difficult. So but we want you to give this a full-time swing, and you kind of do too. Yeah, so if you look at patreon.com slash laser time, uh, we updated that $10,000 tier, which before was just a 24-hour marathon. Which we be- get it. No one cares. We don't want to do it either. Yeah, which if you think about it, you're only going to benefit from once. So we changed that to uh, you. me. <laughs> um, which you know, full disclosure, this is something I want to do. Sure, like, no doubt about it. But what I what I'm offering at that ten thousand dollar level is that's four people basically employed yeah. to to work here. And we didn't stop there. There's there's more stuff there to look at because we want to do more. And if you think about Talk Radar, and I dare even say the Games Radar days, mm-hmm. like like we had more ideas than we had time to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling that fire again, and that's what I want to do. Like. Yeah, I don't want to. Be- I, I'm not just asking for handouts. These like, are exciting. I want. Well, I want. I, don't, I plug the Patreon all the time, but I don't necessarily ask for money because, like, we are we are we ha- our rents are paid, and I cannot ask people for more than that. Sure. But we went wanting to bring another person aboard. Yeah. Now it's time to talk about asking for money again. Absolutely. But it's a, I don't mind because it's you, and I'm yes. And what I want to do is like you know you're immediately going to see small things like I want to start a blunder lizard again because I started it and got too busy with life and work. What, I just, are, what about for VG Empire fans? VG Empire, I want to do uh, extra stuff there as well, like miniature episodes that focus on games that wouldn't normally benefit or warrant their own show that are hard yeah. to hard to mash into shows because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I feel like games don't get a fair shake because I have to like smash them together yeah. when it's like, I'd rather this game got its own small, you know, smaller episode. Um I've got, you know, also in the tiers and stuff. There's there's stream ideas. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's, uh, but you had a stream a, idea for an interactive, uh, yeah, thing, kind of an interactive stream. Yeah, thing where like first, you know, we try to you talk shit about Super Punch Out all the time. But yes. I know for a fact I'm better than you at Super Punch Out. Man, I can beat like the whole first I, three tiers I, in under ten seconds. I, you don't have anything I, on. Well, me. we'll put in the Super NES carts and compare. That's ridiculous. Uh, but people can also submit their scores. Is what you can submit yours, but about. the point of the stream is like we will beat the stream or else. Mm-hmm. And if we if we don't beat the score, then uh, someone suffers a horrible fate. Yes. Uh, every. X time to insert here, but <laughs> things like that. Where the the point is to be entertaining and fun, and and uh, the the show we finally revealed that this is this predates me joining. You but already unlocked a Patreon show, and you don't even know it yet. Yes, so the show is thirty twenty ten, which mm-hmm. is an idea I had like two years ago, mm-hmm. and got roped into the Patreon goals because Chris is like, I can do that. Well, you were. By maybe, this is inside baseball, this guy I'm talking to now, I thought he could always dangle it in front of him. I thought, you were, I thought you'd be here sooner. Yeah. But I don't. you did not do an easy thing by leaving your job. You didn't necessarily do it to do this. So no, I want to make sure we grab you. I know you're uncomfortable just, asking for money, but like, yeah. I don't want to make more money, but I don't want to lose money by having you come aboard. And that's why I'm just asking people in who are listening right now, yeah. let's make, like, help us... We're asking for help to make that a reality. Yeah, and for VG Empire fans specifically, I know, mm-hmm. like, over the years, you guys have been super generous, mm-hmm. amazing, 
nice, like, and and, and uh, thankful, and that's meant the world to me because mm-hmm. game music is my lifeblood. I it it means so much to me to know that people are enjoying the show. And you've all and people have asked for four years, like, oh, how can I donate? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really do that. You've been now, very stupid about not taking any kind of money. I didn't want to do it at all because I'm like, I make a paycheck at work. I, mm-hmm. Like, I'm doing this solely as a side project now. Wildest hopes and dreams. Can I turn a small part is that, and then a bunch of other stuff that I'm going to do on Laser Time. But yeah. a piece of what I want to do is more VG Empire, and that means like articles, interviews. I bought Magfest tickets, so yeah. like I'm, I, I want to like give back to the games music, uh, you know, community in that yeah. regard. But and if you've been wanting it... to donate to the show in some capacity, because I also when you started the Patreon, I was pretty clear about. Oh, hey, you know, VG Empire's not part of this, so, yeah. you know, just to s- make that clear, now it is. Now it is. So, if you were holding out because you're like, well, I'm a VG Empire fan, but, you know, that's really the only show I listen to, this is at least a way, if you do wish to donate at that one, five, or ten dollar level, please do so. Because if we can get enough money to bring you aboard full time, I'm not, there's not, there's not an if not, because there's I just, I, I, I have enough faith in people that they'll help us out in this endeavor. I mean, at least I hope so. I know everybody's given so much, and I can't, yes. it's very hard always to express the gratitude for that as it is yeah, yeah. for you asking for yeah. the same thing and some of that is the the five and ten dollar stuff like and you're not even talking about stuff like some of my favorite articles on laser time podcast.com where some you wrote an article about zelda's colored cartridge the colored just cartridges for no and, reason didn't yeah. even run it by me just did yeah it. I, yeah I, just weird things like that like and i love posting things and entertaining people infinity and gauntlet stuff. guide to the cosmic gems yeah i want to do just, a lot more that was just that brett stuff. doing that on a sunday for no reason yeah i want to do a lot more stuff like that and mm-hmm. i mean that's that's all just part of that like 10k replacing the 24 hour marathon Mm -hmm. tier that was already there if you go look at the patreon there's more stuff there but like it's a weird new day and if nothing else uh if nothing else like we are supremely lucky to have like the listenership that we have the community that we have and uh all i want to do is earn my keep and give you guys a reason every day to go check out the site and the podcast and be like god damn it this is like this is so entertaining i don't, I don't need to, i don't need cable i don't need hulu i don't need anything mm-hmm. i like this this is plenty you're gonna come on talking simpsons every once in a while i actually insist you're gonna watch star wars on the monday night movie we'll which is free for everybody uh i'll watch the star trek movie that's mm-hmm. fine Yep, Star Wars. Star Wars? The one with the wars. Uh, Not the ones with the guys with their hands behind their backs talking, mm, being cordial to one another. I really wanted there to be a diplomat involved. <laughs> anyway. I love you, Wolf. <laughs> that never happened. And now, with you coming aboard, yeah, that's a that's, big promise. We cannot dying. rewrite TNG. No. Fine, that fan fiction I wrote in seventh grade <laughs> is finally coming to life. Can we do some more erotic fan fiction theater? Uh, there's no reason not to. <laughs> what do I have to lose? Where's your reputation now? I don't. It's gone. Yeah. So it. come on, guys. We're asking you to go to Patri- patreoncom time. Bunch of you already donating. Will uh, we do have some other incentives that Brett will be working on that you'll just automatically receive? That's in addition to the first season of Talking Simpsons, a weekly bonus show, a weekly commentary, uh, wrestling commentaries, the ability to vote on movies that we watch. Uh, there's a bunch of exclusive stuff over there, and I, I have a unrelated to any tier, but as part of me joining, I have a very weird, ambitious video project I want to embark upon at some yeah. point. And that would that would free us up too, because you have yeah. you have a lot of video knowledge, um, whereas a couple of us are uh, sort of lacking. I think you're better at that, but it will also me being here frees you up to do more fun stuff. Yeah, more fun stuff. Got that plan right now, including stealing some of my old videos. More on that later. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, this is the longest plug we've ever done, but I'm sure you can see the reason why. I hate asking you for money, and I can assure you we'll never ask you like this again unless it's an emergency. <laughs> but it, it, like, you can understand why we're doing this. I hope you've enjoyed this. Please enjoy the rest of your shame songs. Share us with us. 
Shame song. Hey, Share I, them with you, us. Do you show up to work drunk all the time? No, it's been one beer. And I, I can't verify that. And also, hey, if you sh- if you like shame songs, that was Brett's idea. It and was. that's that's the kind of thing this guy can bring to the table. That's so. the kind of horse shit you can expect. Enough compliments for you. I want to hog the glory. Back to the show. Play it's a time, second segment. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Ovaltine, everybody. Ovaltine. Uh, sorry. Filled with calcium to keep your balls strong when you are doing the shapoopy. This does this does strangely <laughs> remind me of like going into those... Have, have I bitched about that too much in this show? I think it's a yes. Bay Area thing. Mel's Diner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Mel's Diner? It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's bullshit. Mel's it's, Diner, yeah. It's based on uh, the George Lucas movie, American, American Graffiti. Graffiti. The American yeah. Graffiti. And I just go in there and it's like, dude, nobody here remembers any of this, this scene, this music. And well, all it, to be fair, whenever I'm in there, it's all geriatric scene issues. Yeah, well, so. yeah, I'm sure they remember it. By being served by min- minorities who would not have been allowed in Mel's. Yes, who would not have been allowed in Mel's. It is yep. a very creepy scene and like I'm kind of tired of it. It's great too because the jukebox is like it's had to have progressed. Yeah. So now the newest song on there is from like the mid '90s. So it's Christ. You can turn on you know uh, "Kiss Me" by Sixpence. I did that. I, I went to Waffle House and they 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 hadn't updated the stuff on the jukebox and like man, there was a bunch of old country shit with yeah. a lot of N-words just flagrantly in the top. Like, this Whoa. is some deep cuts. Oh. I was in Florida. I was in Florida. Wow. I was in Florida. It's a good, popular with truck stops. Fuck it. Hank, give me another you know, one oh, of your well, songs. Oh, uh, well, this is another one sung by a lady, but I do just love it. It's Petula Clark's biggest hit, I would say, from 1964, Downtown. Let me hear this. Everyone's waiting for you. And well, this is what's going to be cool about it. I can't wait to get your responses because your age is going to be different here. And almost everything we always pick is something we grew up with. The song is absurdly corny. It is. uh, It's (laughs) downtown. So it's corny because this is just this like. It's like the exact same drums that other song we just listened to, the lightning strikes song. I just, I, just, I only re- remember this from uh, Short Circuit 2 when they, Benjamin's buried in the freezer and has to, like, with oh, a yeah. ringtone, signify songs where he. Uh, to get I have forgotten all about that. Downtown! But no, this I, I, I hate strings so much. Just Do you? <laughs> you put strings on these songs, and it's almost always just awful and so cloying and just corny. Dude, as I got, well. I got a great. Yeah, but let me let me say real yeah, quick yeah, about this song. Like, yeah, it's, it's Petula Clark. She's she sang it, and it's. I like that it's such a cheese ball idea of just a girl saying like, "Hey, go downtown. There's fun things in it." It sounds <laughs> like a commercial. It's, it's just go downtown. Listing, yeah. Go to Nordstrom's. Well, Buy some perfume, maybe. And uh, as, the, as the Wikipedia page reminded me that this song was uh, after 9/11, New York City made one uh, like a can- a video campaign or a commercial campaign of like. Come back to downtown with this. Like, yeah. No more there's only a boots. smoking crater in a mosque. Come downtown. <laughs> Anything's not going to strike twice. Uh, we closed WWF New York. <laughs> uh, though the other time I remember seeing this song uh, used very well was, um, was for a joke on Arrested Development Season 2 mm-hmm. when uh, J.K. Simmons is playing uh, this general who could send... 
uh, Buster off to war, but he also has a history with Lucille. And then Lucille says, like, is there anything I can do to get you to not send him to war? He's like, I think if you're ready to... Then he, like, turns to her and pats his lap, go downtown. I do remember that. And then she sings... Then she starts singing the song instead of... Definitely remember that. Sucking his D. (laughs) I definitely remember that. Um... See, I have I have a different kind of shame song here. What I what I try to look into more of. Uh, let me fade out your Patula Clark. Um, you're gonna hate this one, Grim. Okay, okay. Um, but it's also it's not just because of who it is. It's because of what it stands for. And I never bothered listening to the lyrics of the song. And uh-huh. kind of like, if I'm playing this at a party, it's kind of disgusting for every woman. It's a very old timey song. The content of the song is dated, and I fell in love is with it. My dingling. At- <laughs> <laughs> I get. I'll get. It's. Because the content of the song, and I fell in love with it through Kids in the Hall. Kids in the Hall covered it in one of their sketches. Because I, I think because they, in advance, knew it was hilarious and dated in the 90s. But it's Frank Sinatra, Bim Bam Baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so the song is about banning a fucking house because I'm coming home and I want fucking. Easy chair, run your flim flam fingers through my greasy hair. Kiss me, baby. Let me hold you tight. I guarantee you there's like one white guy there that But even a honeybee needs some rest. When I get my jacket and my trousers pressed, I follow the swallow right back to my nest. And so, like, the, the whole song is, like, kind of suggestive, but it also stating, like, I'll fuck other people on the road. When I come home, this house better be spotless, and there better be a blowjob on that dinner table. <laughs> I also argued there's probably a white guy that was like, well, Frank Sinatra invented rap because of this song. Yeah, I... I, I hey, just, licking my ass and sucking my cock. Wickedy wang wow, hip hop hippity doo. Skate skate baby. I, I I heard this song recently when Throw I saw. Throw your ass in a circle. Uh, this year when I saw Todd Glass do stand up, he came out to this song, but only for oh, like he did? Fi- only to fifteen seconds of it, and he'd be like, "No, cut the music, cut the music." And then if he ever got like stuck in a joke, he would just go like, "Yeah, yeah just play the music, bring me up, the big man, I got it, got it, got it." It is so fucking ridiculous, and I I I love that you well. I, Frank Sinatra, I have a love-hate relationship with. I did. Sure, sure. I grew up in an Italian family, mm-hmm. yeah. and the one time I remember my kind, sweet grandfather yelling at me is when I was fucking around during the Sinatra uh, mm-hmm. CBS bi- like two-night biopic. He's like, I never fucking asked you for anything. You talked there in a Sinatra documentary. You went around <laughs> like an idiot, like an a- he never cursed at me before. Mm-hmm. I was so mad. I got. I got. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's music is very listenable, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've said what I the said. The people who like it suck. Is that was that your generally? <laughs> the people who dress like him suck. Uh, yeah, I, I know people who adopt well. him as like life ethos kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it's like that guy is every time I meet that guy, complete fucking douche. I remember admiring because like, I had an old Playboy, and he's like the sixties, like, hey, I guess I'm an atheist, is no god, and like, what the fuck? That's a crazy <laughs> thing for like an, a, a person representing Italian Americans to say. Yeah. In an every time I'm going driving up eighty, I always see at Silver Legacy in Reno, Nevada, you can see Frank Sinatra Jr. still playing. Nice. Really? Yes. Yeah. Probably saying the same song. By the way, yep. man, I think we talked about Frank Sinatra Jr. on the uh, what was it? Oh yeah, the um, Vanity Projects thing. The like fucking sang songs with Seth MacFarlane, man. Just, yeah. Oh, what is that? <laughs> The, Frank the, Sinatra Jr. versus Donkey Kong. That Kendrick. Wrecking Crew documentary, <laughs> uh, Nancy Sinatra's in it because the Wrecking Crew played on Boots Are Made for yeah. Walking. And I can't. I think she she met her dad because mm-hmm. they have. It's awesome. You can hear the Wrecking Crew interacting with Frank Sinatra. 
Like, no, that's great. I love that lick. It's the key to the whole record. And then really she, swinging, kids. He's like, no, my dad wanted to sing Boots Are Made for a Walk. And he's like, that's a really aggressive, dumb song for you yeah. to sing. But it's perfect for a little girl. So now, why don't a, I just take this? A woman singing that, like, recontextualizes the whole thing. And it, it definitely feels like he just said, like, yes. yeah, I'm getting out of here. You're a loser, baby. I'm These $6,000 <laughs> boots are made for walking. They're going to walk all over your head. We know, Frank. I'm going to stop you, yes. They're going to domestic assault all over you. <laughs> um, so as long as we're talking about songs that like represent our culture, my, the second song in my uh, second email mm-hmm. uh, is very much. I'm a, I'm from Long Island. You have to not uh, you have to tolerate uh, this particular singer. No, I I know exactly who you're talking and, about. Um, oh, I think I, okay. Yeah, probably is one of his more cheesy songs and one that uh, I don't know it's this whole album cheesy. is great yeah and it, I love doing it in karaoke this is a declaration that's patently untrue boy what a slow yeah this is Allentown right what's the matter with the clothes I'm wearing can't you tell that your tie is too wide these are things that Billy Joel should not be saying, first of all. I also had a Billy Joel song in Still rock and roll. That's hilarious. I actually had this exact same song in the thing. Yeah, Billy Joel is first of like. Is he saying, like, New Wave sucks or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. This is like the old man complaining about rap and, like, about, uh, things that change. Spiritually, this is similar to Huey Lewis's, uh, the hard rock and roll and still beating. But this is... I have... Billy Joel is too cornball, period. I have a, I have a really... Hot, this, this, was, cool this is a deep memory that my girlfriend recently reminded hot, me of. Hot, cold, funk, and cool, hot, punk. <laughs> you know what's not cool? Like, constantly calling out rock and roll in your song. And, yeah. And so, like, I wanted to play rock this one. So I had this I song on a ripoff of Jock I love white people. I love them so much. So if I played a little bit of this. All right. What song is this? Okay, so that that is Gary Glitter, and that yep. song is called the Rock History and, of Rock and Roll. Or? Called Rock and Roll Part Two. Part two, yeah. Part one. Gary Glitter uh, also a pedophile. Yes. So like, I was yes. I had a, a rip off Jock Jams thing that couldn't mm. afford Part Two. There's a Rock and Roll Part One, and that version is the same song with lyrics. Uh, and whoa, it, it is what? the it is the lamest thing. So I love this song as like a little kid. I have never heard Part One. You, I don't know if you, anybody's ever heard this song with lyrics. Rock and roll part one. Rock and roll, rock. Rock and roll, rock. Rock and roll, rock. Can you still the chorus is so. Oh, oh boy. This sounds like a drunk old man in a bar. Do you remember when it used to be old? Good? Old pedophile. Part one. <laughs> nothing, nothing embodies dad rock to such yeah, an extent yeah. as this fucking song. But, but also, like, oh, hold on. Get- yep, great. <laughs> What's okay? Rotten rot hell, Gary Glitter. <laughs> He's alive, alive and well. But, but what? 
Well, Bums, what's weird Skirting about that expedition. song is that Ga- yeah. Gary Glitter had to be like, what, like 30 when he did that song. Yeah. So it's just weird to think of guys younger than us saying like, yeah, remember old rock and roll? That's when it was good. Remember this stuff? Like, you're well, I mean, young. That's, that's the whole disco sucks thing, right? Like, yeah. rock and roll is embattled by different mm-hmm. genres of music. And it's like, God, you guys are fucking stupid. It's like metalheads that are just like, I'll listen to metal, bro. Also, this shit, it's fake. It's garbage. Yeah. And it's like, yep. Well, you know, uh, one of my songs is the count is the thing. One of the things I bet he was hating on, and that mm. would be the 1980 hit from Chris Col- Christopher. Sorry, Christopher Cross. Mm. Sailing. Ugh, God. God damn it! I love this song so much. It is awful. I'm going to sing it at a karaoke thing one time. But so. Christopher Cross is like the lame Canadian version yeah. of Yacht Rock. So he's like the lamer version of, you know, um, hey, Canada's uh, cool. Loggins and Messina or whatever. So, <laughs> no, I came to love this song in Yacht Rock in general because of the Channel 101 sketch series Yacht Rock, which, guys, look up Yacht Rock. It is, it stars all these, uh, you know, like you'll see Dan Harmon in it and you'll see. Justin Roiland plays Christopher Cross in the episode of Christopher. <laughs> oh my! God. All these, all these like album covers are the exact same. Like crystal blue ocean water, a guy in a white blazer and pants and sunglasses, and he's just in the sunlight. Uh, they're bringing the smooth. Listen to that man. It looks like an ad for Valium with the album. Cover. Yeah, all this shit reminds me of like stuff my parents were listening. Like my parents, is- their friends were listening to when I was in a pool. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, rock water. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like. This is a dentist lobby song. That's where I would hear this music. Is this the sequel to Come Sail Away? Yeah. That's, I, thought, I thought it was going to be. No, I don't feel shame over Come Sail Away. That's just one of the best songs ever. That where in the in the song, they get abducted by aliens at the end of it. No exciting thing happens in this one. <laughs> or Christopher Cross's life in general. Christopher Cross is just singing about how he likes to fantasize about sailing away. That takes me away I'm waiting for like the expose book Where they go out like interview these guys And one of them was just like Yeah it was fucking 14 chicks and an animal a night And you know I was so gay Alright All right, yes um, Dave probably one. has one Wait, I haven't had oh, a single one yet Dude I, I loaded up one for you because okay. like uh, they were they were great and this this song I think is great and people may remember do, may remember our first show this is the song we played during the community segment at all time an instrumental song picked by you Grimmy oh um you know what it is uh is it Herb Alpert it is Herb Alpert baby <laughs> can, can you get the version of Homer's lyrics oh, yes wait <laughs> there was a little Spanish flea a record star he thought he'd be. He heard of singers like Beatles and Chipmunks he'd seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish flea? And right. so he hid <laughs> inside a doggie from Madrid. That's, that's all I know. That's where Homer stopped singing. See, I looked it up a long time ago, but like, did that that song never had lyrics? No, no, I, no, no, no. Homer no. just made the yeah. In, in the record documentary, the Herp Halpert is like, yeah, they wanted to cut this. They wanted to call it Spanish Fly, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, and so that, that. the original title of this was Spanish Fly, yeah. and it makes a little more Wait, sense. this is Tijuana Taxi, isn't it? No, no this is Spanish Fly. And I, I'll never forget, Spiculies, if you're listening, when I made him his very own <laughs> custom Marvel vs. Uh, Capcom 2 soundtrack for Dreamcast, which you could do. Wow. You could make your own soundtrack on the game. Uh, by pirating a bunch of shit. Uh-huh. This this is the character select screen for him, and he hated it. 
Man, your place uh, take me I'm for a ride. I'm gonna take you for a ride. <laughs> so yeah, the deal with this song is that this was, uh, in addition to the three albums I mentioned earlier, my dad had a large collection wow. of Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass on vinyl and German Oompa drinking songs. <laughs> oh, man. Your dad did have Homer Simpson's record collection. He pretty much did. Bobby like Sherman. Band. <laughs> yeah. This thing's I believe. Um, Love that. Man. This is great. It's very great. But yeah, like, in what context would you ever play this song? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, because, like, what I had to pick uh, most of the time when I was picking pre-shame songs, the oldie songs we like are mostly stuff we can dance to. You can't dance to this shit at all. All you can do is chase away bees yeah. to this. <laughs> Nor is this, like, a karaoke jam either. Like, this is nothing. Uh, yeah. But I love it. I could chase a fat bird around in a... High, well, high speed. I this this makes me think of seventies seventies uh, um, uh, game shows. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this I don't know. It's weird because like when you played that one earlier too, uh, I forget which one it was, but like that song, it just feels like Simpsons joke songs that I never really heard yeah. outside of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which context. they did. They did. They used Herb Alpert twice, I think, for uh, just throwaway jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mr. Burns hallucinating. Uh, that was Taxi. T one Taxi. That's T one. Uh, okay, okay. Um, it but must this be cheap to license. <laughs> this is another one of Dave. This is a shame song from a shame movie. Well, I, that's what I'm wondering. Did this come out before you were born? Are you sure? It was around the time I was born. So I had a feeling this song was out when I was born. Well, the mo- it, it was tied here. to a movie that came out around when I was born, which was the the remake of The Jazz Singer. Oh, God. Sorry, what? Neil Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where it was still blackface, so... Still blackface in the movie. And uh, what? Uh, oh, oh, my Lawrence God. Olivier, right? I think so. it, yeah. It's it been was, a while since I've seen Lawrence it. Lawrence Olivier was... It's been a while since they, they let it out in public. Yeah. So what is this but, song? Do? Yeah, instead of being a jazz singer, he's a rock and roll singer. And this is his uh, big song in the movie. But he does it painted black, right? I uh, think it's... Uh, no, I think he paints face. himself black for some other reason being oh, in the movie. Yeah. Just when he covers oh, yeah. painted black. Neil Diamond, in, in the case of the criteria for this same songs episode, every Neil Diamond song belongs because oh, yeah. they're yeah. all awesome and all terrible at the same time. They're all pretty shitty. I actually hew more towards the line that they're all shitty. Yeah, but they're, like there's they're inimitable. Nothing else. There's nothing else like them. Even the songs he wrote for other people are like that. The monkey songs he wrote. Yeah, I. Someone like mentioned they were talking about Neil Diamond. How it was like he was horrible shock that young people hated got from their parents. Then he reverted back into ironically cool, and then he survived that, and now he's just Neil Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> All while never leaving Vegas. So the song's called "Coming to America." Yeah. yeah. So the uh, the Will Ferrell bit of this on uh, VH1 Storytellers on SNL was pretty great. But I don't remember it. It was him. You, Dave, you... I, you, I can't remember. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, so you remember VH1 Storytellers, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they play four songs and tell the stories of those songs the rest of the half hour. So this was Will Ferrell as Neil Diamond telling stories of these songs, and they were all stories he shouldn't tell. And this one, he priest says it like, so, you know I'm prejudiced against all non-white people, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I wrote this song to talk about how much I don't like them, and... Uh, and uh, you know this, right? Right, oh. bass player? And then John Goodman's the bass player. Like, yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> we know, Neil. Um, shit, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play another one of yours, Henry. Okay. Uh, because I, well, I'm going to call out this one, one because I, I don't think it should be a shame song. 
Because I just brought I, up well, how I had City the... City Rollers are so lame, though. They are how, incredible. Right? How I had the So I Married an Axe Murderer soundtrack. This is like the grittiest and nastiest song on the soundtrack. <laughs> Everything else is Toad the Wet Sprocket and Soul Asylum and Spin Doctors. And then this comes on like, all right, this one has the most soul in it of any of these. Hey, yeah. this can't be wrong is it a Scottish dad dancing to the song yes, or something? That's, that's what it comes up. But it, is, it gets on the soundtrack. Yeah, it's another one of those, like... Well, the Bay City Rollers felt like a band that was brought together in the 70s to be, like, a throwback to 10 years earlier. Sure, yeah. Which is... That's cornball to me, of just, like... Hey, what are the 60s great and or 50s? It's like, so corny when things just pander to nostalgia. I to know, like, it's bullshit. Find no, an audience? I mean, by the way, thanks, so for, lazy. thanks for the aim link she'll send me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this does get really bad, doesn't it? Yeah. Why do I have the vision of them as being like the menudo of the. I mean, they were 70s. they were brought together by that. They weren't. The menudo of. <laughs> yeah, the menudo I do think they the had pretty. Uh, well, okay, there was one other I wanted to play from this era, too, which was Melissa Manchester's Don't Cry Out Loud, which mm-hmm. is actually from, the clip I have is from The Muppet Show. And Does he do the straight version? It can't yeah, straight it's her version. singing the straight version. It's one of the dramatic Muppet Show ones, because there's not... Such a this is a super this is maybe the gayest one on my list. Yeah, I just I imagine just you as this little gay kid holding a broom handle and singing all these songs, you're doing housework. Well you see this when you're like nine and it like does awaken something and you're like, Oh yeah, this is this like super gay seventies stuff. And this is the dramatic this was some this is also an awakening thing for me because I watched those Muppet reruns and these would be the parts that would bore me because the cur- none of the famous Muppets are here. It's a it's a non-speaking Muppet acting in the background. Actually, to these are just disgusting clowns, and I kind of wish I was dead. I hate but, that I have to see this. Sam Eagle playing the bass for this song. This song has awakened something in me. <laughs> just keep oh, it inside. Learn how to. So this. This song, this song, in the fucking He-Man Hey Ya video, this is the song they break it. They break into in the middle of it. At the end, yeah, they they break into the. I feel like I'm drinking sadly in the This is it's the Muppet Show, and it's just fucking clowns. Well, now there is. Now I'm disgusted. So anyway, yeah, this there were a lot of songs like this on the Muppets that I came to love. This was like one of the only ones I picked out for the Muppets. But this or like um, Ben Vereen singing uh, Mr. Cellophane, or uh, um, or Linda Ronstadt, her whole episode, or Paul Williams too, or Bernadette Peters singing Pennies from Heaven. Like that's how I learned so many like corny ass songs because the Muppets sang them to me with the originators of them. Um, I'm going to play one more from Grimmy's list. Um, what do we got? This one is a little song called uh, Atlantis by who? Uh, Can yes, you give me a little by, background on it? By Donovan. By I Donovan. Love this song. Donovan, uh, famous mostly for Hurdy Gurdy Man, which is a fucking Hurt, great. It's song. Fucking great. That man. one is unimpeachable. This Hurt, one is, man. I think, one of the apex of like hippie bullshit story songs. songs. That's. Story I wish song. I, I could think of more of these. So two things. It's him talking about the magical lost city of Atlantis <laughs> at length, mm-hmm. not really singing. And this was a huge hit, yeah, which is astounding. But also, if you've seen the episode of Futurama, That's, I was where just, they go to Atlanta, which is underwater, the lost city of Atlanta, and then he comes in and does, dude. Uh, but the real Donovan does another it's song. Just, I think it's the real it's Donovan. Really okay, it's really him. Yeah, before and, the great flood, it's like this in the area we now call the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> so great an area of land <laughs> that from her western shores 
Those beautiful sailors journeying to the south and the North Americas with ease in their ships with painted sails. Jesus Christ. Um, was it, who wrote this? Tolkien? Yeah, exactly. That's what this <laughs> is. Like, this is like LARP Africa. fiction. But um, there's that sandwich shop, Love and Hate, that we frequent. Yeah, yeah. And they have a huge mural on the top of the inside that's about Atlantis. And I guarantee you it's from this song. The really? It has a chorus, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it gets to a chorus, but it's like, this is the verse. Yeah, you talk. You would kiss us in Goodfellas? Is it? I think so. I only only first heard it on that Futurama. And all legends from It's when Salvatore is going to get the Gabagoo. No, I think it's when when, uh, Henry Hill is doing a bunch of coke. No, he's told not to. Oh, wow. Knowing her fate. I think so. But yeah, anyway, I like Donovan. Oh, my God. Yeah. And here you go. Yeah, this part. But yeah, this is like indefensible hippie bullshit, but pretty good. Yeah. Donovan was one of those guys who just seemed like he was either high all the time or was just kind of a moon child in a way where it was like, he's just going to be over there doing his thing. Don't worry about him. A moon child. That is a term yeah. I have not had If you wanted to play this years. for your friends, you would say like, so we're just going to hear him talk for two minutes. So smoke this first. <laughs> Wait for it to hit. And then. Actually, no, the, the one I wanted to bring up from you, Graham, was this yeah. one. Because this was an early love of mine that I've never been able to put on any any compilation ever, mm. but I think is one of the greatest cheesiest songs. And now I live here. Oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Scott McKenzie. I think he's a one hit wonder. But uh, oh yeah, but, but yeah. But it was this is the, so this this part. Well, this part is like, eh, but there's like a build in the middle. Yeah. the people in motion portion. I would argue is a fucking wonderful escalation. Yeah. It's a well-done song, and I mean, one of the weird things about this is I worked at a Tower Records, which is downtown San Francisco, like off of Market Street, which is tourist central. And every single day of my life, I had 15 to 20 people that would come in and go, do you have a music with San Francisco songs on it? Like a soundtrack or a CD, and I was like, eh. Yeah, second and it was, they the wanted this, soundtrack. and they wanted, like, maybe one jam of stuff on soundtrack. Or sound yeah, song. San Francisco Nights, who does that song? So, yeah. at, this, at this point, the San Francisco he's singing about is as mystical as Atlantis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're both as far away. Affordable rent. This is absolutely true. I was house-sitting in another neighborhood, and I just hadn't hung out in the hate at night for a long time. Yeah. And it's like... Even ten years ago, it didn't look like everybody who lived here was Macklemore. It, that, no that's, way! Yeah, still find people offering kind bud. Yeah, <laughs> I got, when you get closer to the park, to the Golden Gate Park. What in San Francisco, by the way? See this part? I think this is great. All across the nation, it's half a fight song. And this one's like it's a song like a tourist board would make to advertise the countercultural movement and like the hate after in the sixties. But this was that's it's like obligatory sitar, of course, because you're making a <laughs> psychedelic hit I really, I know shit. I would like fast forward the CD just to get to this part of the song. I, I'm with you on this. Though so what also I hate about this, I guess now he's too this is kind of this exaltation of the people and Oh yeah, it's a sitar freak out with Chris. Yeah, uh, but this is like this exaltation of the baby boomer generation of like, man, we were on a different wavelength. We were really making stuff happen, man. <laughs> yep. We were part of something. Yeah. When the waves roll back. About this, this song is like a shameless promotion of this thing, but it's mm-hmm. so polished and clearly like ad. It's almost like a marketing thing. It feels like yeah. a little bit, but yeah. I mean, there was something. It's accurate. There, I, there was something crazy going on here, and even though there are no, I moved here part because of that spirit. The only things left are tie dye T-shirts and uh, fourteen dollars. I mean, we're, we are slowly watching everything disappear from the city. That that was here 
up from the 60s till 10 years ago. Yeah. Slowly disappear. I mean, again, the weirdest thing I saw, San Francisco pricing shit out, McDonald's next to me went into business. It decided, look, there's we have no interest in low-income food. <laughs> no, Low-income food is an interesting way to pitch McDonald's. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was a hobo den and nothing else. Like, the, the locals yeah. didn't want anything to do with it. They were going to raise the Well, because it was a hobo den. Yeah. But it still had a line out the door every day at noon. Like, it wasn't a failing restaurant. That's Scott McKenzie, everybody. Dave, I haven't heard of Dave. Yeah, I got um, do the uh, last one on my first email. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is a uh, this is a it, it, this brings to mind working at a theme park for years. Adventureland. Uh, yes. The movie was about Dave. Yep. <laughs> um, and there's a ride called the Music Dance, which is uh, what? it's basically like a bunch of cars on like a like a track, but it it's like it's oh it, I know, you know that it, one where it, it's like, like uneven it and goes it goes up forward. and down and up and down and then you and it, it kind of puts it sideways yeah the car goes and then sideways. It, and then it stops and Guy, goes backwards. I, I'm watching you guys gesticulate and I don't get what you're talking. About. I, I, I wish I, I wish there was like a every theme park has it, every fair has it. Yeah, sure. I had it the Music Dance Fair, yeah, yeah. And uh, this it's song higher if you want to go faster. Yep. Yeah, oh, this wow. Is, this is like synonymous with Dude, that line. I actually had no idea what this song was called. It's Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Tears of the Clown. This is great. I mean, I guess it's imp- like Smokey Robinson is great. It's really hard to hate on a Smokey Robinson song. You know, that high voice, man. Ah. beautiful high voice. Yeah, I thought it was a woman for years. Yeah, like this is something you can never sing out loud, but... There's nothing. Oh, there's really nothing good. bad about it. It's just like an embarrassing song to like in uh, some like 45 years later. I think the hook of the yeah, that's it's so cheesy sounding. The rest of it's fun. Have you noticed that a lot of these have just been about sad men who got broken up with by like. I could only funnel my thing through a parody sounding song. Yeah. I have to sing high oh, yeah, about. Gotta go to. And so, so we're gonna turn the we're gonna go backwards now. Ride's going backwards. <laughs> Boom! Right at that point, you turn wow. it around. Wow. Great drum. Now this, this, this is the one too. you were hinting at, the novelty song. This was gr- big in my era. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a promotional video for Fallout 5? (laughs) (laughs) Your perception will allow you to hit enemies at a further range. Some pet I like to pet, and every oh, evening we get set. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every chance I get, my girls will be seldom plays I've never played. Okay. Yes, how <laughs> to build that? But yeah, we got it. Is that called Sorry. Porter? Who, no, Harry Roy and his orchestra. And I'm not from 1931. Harry, Harry Dick and his orchestra. <laughs> and I love the thought it serves, but I don't mind because it hurts. My God, I don't even believe it's wow. fucking real. No I don't believe it's real. Like, I don't believe it's real at all. Some uh, fucking New Jersey I, radio I, joke. I, you made a joke earlier. I think that's what you thought I was going to play. Oh, my my dingling. My, yeah. my dingling. <laughs> yes. That's what it was. I learned all those lyrics in camp. <laughs> uh, if I can name one last one from my list, uh, I don't want to hit everyone because, but. Uh, this one is. I'm not. You're gonna. You're gonna run into my boss gags. No, this, <laughs> well, this is a, my this, boss gags section. Of I the was show. so disappointed. Like I was so, so disappointed. A, I liked a. I liked the boss gag songs, and uh-huh. that my heroes Bob and David hated him so much. <laughs> but no, this is a, a borderline novelty song. I would say too by mm-hmm. Harry Nilsson. Mm-hmm. 
Coconut, aka Put the Lime in the Coconut. Yep. Oh, this is awful. This song is forever ruined by one movie. Well, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's it's the credit song. Everybody everybody gets shot, and then this song plays. You can send me a link to the music video. Four million views, by the way, where he's playing in a gorilla suit. (laughs) So, what do you mean a novelty song guy would play in a gorilla suit? That's absurd. Man, Randy Newman thinks this shit is hack. (laughs) Yeah, look, it is. I get it. But I... I don't sing exactly what you I, I loved it before Reservoir Dogs. It was actually because it was one of my mom's favorite songs. She would sing it all the time. And so it just got stuck in my head as a kid. And I just came to love it. This singing, asking a doctor about putting a lime in a coconut. And it's a really weird back and forth. Is that what it's about? Like a home remedy? Yeah. The, and I, then thought, the I really thought it was about a, a mixed drink. That's kind of a witch doctor singing back then. Oh, good. All our songs about witch doctors. That's for another lazy time. Yes. Um, this is like um, yeah, the, the Hills Boys White Elephants, the Hemingway story that's actually about abortion. Yes. That's yes. Wow. I can't believe I actually read that. Um, Oh, that has been laser time for the week. Uh, Jesus Christ. I hope this is an okay episode. Um, <laughs> that was fun. It, it just seems like a we weird... out in the high energy song, Coconut. Put <laughs> Dude, the we are in all baby. so fucking sweaty. I miss talking about 90 songs, but I like these. These songs are quite I, I, just, I basically just wanted to plug these music documentaries I've been watching. Wrecking Crew and 20 Feet from Stardom. Really cool. Sh- I love... I don't know. I love... I love I, we've, those songs have been a part of my life mm-hmm. for as long as they've been a part of my parents' life and I think it's kind of inspiring that we're seeing documentaries made about them right now. Yeah. I don't know. This is a good, it's a good way to waste uh, 80 minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrecking Crew and 20 Feet from Stardom. You know, a good way to waste 5 to $10 mm-hmm. is to go to patreon.com slash time and give us some support. If you are uh, one of the fans who like us and want to help us out, go to l- patreon.com slash time. And I'll go out with one of our songs as we get our plugs out of the way because it's a fucking great song. Um... One of my shame songs, made just barely before I was born, that would have to be REO Speedwagon's Roll With The Changes, which you should do if you want to be uh, involved in music. Remember, new music doesn't suck. You do. (laughs) Well, I was actually, uh, I won't make you play it, but I've been listening to a lot. Neil Young did an all-electronic album Mm -hmm. in the early 80s, and it's him in a vocorder with synthesizers, and it's unbelievably ridiculous. But it's Neil Young clearly (laughs) attempting to stay with the times. I have to stay current, man. I'm Neil Young. i got to be cutting edge. That would be a great episode, though, of like people trying to stay with the changes, because I can't Mm. think of people who tried to roll into a new era of pop Uh, music. Oh, man, remember when MC Hammer went like, street, and he was, like, trying to, he had, like, a Falcons jersey. (laughs) But he also he also, Mace and Murder Mace, and yeah. then back to being a pastor. He also coined the term "all good" that he with that uh, like ah. MC Hammer and the Headhunters or something like that. The audience, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Idea. But go to lasertimepodcast.com and tell us yours in the comments beneath this article. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to hear yours and maybe even do a follow up episode as we've done in the past for Shame Songs. But again, it's, we want you to think about this: songs they have to have been made before you were born. That means you had, to, you had to try and seek song. out some old music or get exposed to something weird you wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, an interesting topic for uh, shame songs. And I know yeah. it's those are some of our our, our most uh, most beloved episodes by people who listen. So you can find those on lasertimepodcast.com. Click on Laser Time and you'll see just a bunch of the old episodes. Shame songs are always like really good episodes. Yeah, they're all great if you haven't heard it before. Also, if you haven't heard it, Cape Crisis, my comic book podcast, mm-hmm. is every week on lasertimepodcast.com. As is Video Game Apocalypse, the video game podcast Indeed. every week, and uh, not every week, but there's the uh, we just had the 100th episode of VG Empire, the video game music well, podcast. Not just, but somewhat recently, somewhat recently, also somewhat recently. Tony, I want to give uh, Laser Tony a plug. 
for making that Flintstones video of me talking about Fred and Barney 69. It is so good. A light 30-second so improv, which is all I can really do before I fall out of character completely. I... Uh, trust me, from someone who really dislikes himself most of the time, I've never laughed so much at something I did. <laughs> and uh, Cheap Podcasts also, not every week, every other week, you, uh, a bunch of us talk about wrestling. Uh, we should probably do a Shame Songs about that sometime. But uh, Yeah, but uh, actually I do a weekly feature mm-hmm. called Wrestler Theme Friday where I, I rank the re- re- wrestling themes of a specific mm-hmm. wrestler and... Uh, a lot of shame in that some of those songs. <laughs> in the past, you've done Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle Sting, Sting, and Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. yeah, Sting's are particularly bad. <laughs> yeah, when a man named Sting is number two, you're like, "Whoa, boy, these yeah. are all bad." Then, <laughs> uh, no, and also there's tons of great new stuff on the LaserTimePodcast.com all the time, guys. Check Indeed, it out. check it out. Updated daily new articles, features, fun stuff about cartoons, Top music, seven. movies, top sevens. We stream stuff every uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at three o'clock. Check us out. Thanks so much, guys. Good night.